Greetings, greetings, and welcome to Hope Speaks, and this is episode five. So the name of this episode is going to be Accountable, and I'm going to be talking about my opinions on Astral World and my thoughts. I'm sorry about taking a hiatus. Recently, my father died, and it really hurt me. You know, it hit my heart in a very powerful way. It forced me to have to look at myself through a different lens. It forced me to have to look at my relationships through a different lens. It it's really altered, you know, my everyday life, my spiritual life. Um, I rely on God a lot more now f- for peace of mind. You know, when I when I say God, I mean the God of Isaac, Abraham, and Jacob. I mean, you know, in uh, Jesus Christ, because there's times when I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to make it through, but I'm thankful to have him and I'm thankful to have you. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being a shoulder for a sister to lean on. It has been, it's been the hardest winter I've ever had, you know. Um, Not having my dad has just been difficult, to say the least. Do you hear that dog barking? That's my dog. (laughs) But anyways, let me get into my first poem. The name of it is Accountable. Your silence is deafening to ears dying to hear the truth. An apology eases the pain but doesn't take away the loss. Say more than fabricated feelings of remorse. Find your resolve to make better choices in favor of yielding positive results. The fans who clamored at your feet cry for your help and you turn a blind eye to it all. People fell victim to the stampede you promoted. Was it worth it? You sold your soul for fantasies of rage sugar-coated, but it's the young that suffer. No one knowingly pays for pain, but a warped mind indulged by fame acts as an idol unto himself. You took pause but ignored the calls of innocent people who came to see you when they needed help. Instead of being a beacon of hope, you provided people with a night of hell. There are strings attached to your arms and souls. You are a puppet under the industry's control. But even the puppet plays a role. For all the hurt you caused, you're accountable. Thank you. And the name of that poem again is Accountable. And that poem is about Astral World. And, you know, just taking time to reflect on everything that's happened. I honestly, I want to remain silent. I didn't want to say anything about Astral World. And I thought, why not speak on it? Why not? say how I'm feeling regarding it um that whole situation was just a tragic mess tragic and 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 what's tragic is nowadays we have performers who care more about their bottom line than they do about people than they do about their fans than they do about those who support them you know there's so many indie rappers and and people who are um just coming up in the game who are artists and they don't get attention. They don't get respect. They don't get um, ticket sales. And those are the very people who care for their supporters, who care for the people that come to see them, who care for the people who buy their records, their albums. But yet we see they don't get that type of attention. They don't get that type of time. But it seems like the, the bigger artists, some of the bigger artists who are getting that attention nowadays, they don't really seem to care about their 
about their fans, about those who follow them, about those who support them. And that's sad. And I think that's part of this I culture, right? This iPhone, I, I, this I, me, 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 this very selfish, self-centered culture that that's being promoted now, you know, where the artists don't care about those who support them. They don't care about those who, who, um, who kind of look up to them. And that's sad, you know, and they don't see themselves as role models. And yes, people should be, um, people should be role models to their children and they shouldn't be looking up to celebrities as role models. But the fact that that that's not even a possibility nowadays just tells me where society is going and it's not going to, it's, it's not going anywhere good. I feel sometimes, you know, Cause think, cause when I think about concerts in the nineties and the eighties and even the early two thousands, you know, there was no way as many stadiums as Michael Jackson filled. I never heard about his fans life being in mortal danger and they were passing out just from seeing him, just from hearing him sing, just from him twirling. They were passing out just from his, his, his talent and how enamored they were with him as a person, as a character, as as a singer, as an artist, as a dancer. You know, they were just in awe of him and they would pass out all the time. There are videos where people would just be in an audience and just, they would just be knocked out. Like there were people falling out all over those stadiums whenever Michael Jackson performed, when when Prince performed sometimes. Like this is, this is something that occurred regularly, but yet Michael made sure that those ambulances were getting to people. He had a good team. Things were being taken care of. Fans never felt like they were unsafe at concerts. So to think that people paid for a ticket to promote somebody and he couldn't take more than just a brief pause. Once again, I'm saying supposedly because I'm just not trying to get sued this year. But with that being said, though, I, I feel as though he could have done more. His record label probably should have stepped in at some point because I'm certain they got word. When I say certain, I mean supposedly, because I don't know. I, I don't want to get sued. But but it sounds as though he continued going and gave a slight pause, and sometimes that's not enough. People need to be checked on. Maybe everything needs to be deaded until you can figure out what's going on with the audience, what's going on with the crowd. You know, some fans were saying that they they were yelling at the stage, you know, that people were dying, people, people were struggling to breathe. The fact that so many people are being stampeded and that, that's something that he kind of encouraged in the past. It's just crazy to me. But I understand the whole concept of like mosh pit, kind of like people, you know, throwing a, um, elbows or blows, like, you know, at um, really hype concerts. That's part of the reason I wouldn't go to a Travis Scott concert even prior to this whole situation. I wasn't interested because I would see his music videos. I thought they were too dark for me, a little creepy. I was never into that type of stuff. Um, not to say I didn't ever want to go to a mosh pit type of concert, or go to a more like darker concert. Um, but that was never my thing when I say darker. I mean, like kind of more like um, I would say, um, how do I say this? A concert that utilizes more like um, kind of like wild savagery in, in their treatment of people there. Like, I don't know. I'm just not into that stuff. Like the moment someone like throw an elbow at me. I'm gonna be ready to bite that thing clean off. Like I heard they were just stepping on people, all types of stuff. Um, I heard that some of his past concerts, they were like running through the barricades and ignoring security. I heard that was going on at this one. Um, at least that's what some of their fans were saying in their uh, videos, supposedly. And my whole thing was, if you see someone knocking down barricades and security ain't checking them in, 
don't just stop it. Just don't go in. Ask for your money back because at this point, it's a hot mess. Sometimes you have to turn down the very things you pay for just to be safe nowadays, and that's sad. But if you see that there's danger, don't proceed forward. Don't stop it. Go because you never know how bad things can get when you're dealing with people who've been locked in a house for nearly two years in some cases. Like lately, there's been a whole climax climactic change when it comes to people and the way that they conduct themselves outdoors like and I don't even know if everyone's noticed this or if maybe it's just in Chicago but from what I've seen people are on the roadways acting like like they're the only people driving you know being very pushy um kind of impatient um just desperately trying to do anything just to be out here and, and and to me it's not that serious my life means more than uh, um, the fast lane on the highway, you know, my life is, means more than sometimes even getting to work on the time, you know, my life means more than, than missing a, a, a movie, you know, I, I would never rush just to get anywhere nowadays. And I see a lot of people are in a rush and they're acting very animalistic, like maybe something about being caged indoors for like two years at this point have just left people a little raw and untamed but man like sometimes I go outside and I think like no people got to calm down because I'm not I'm not even trying to fight with nobody like I'm just trying to take it easy I'm trying to relax but it seems like nowadays people are on 10 and it's hard when people are on 10 and you're literally just trying to stay at like five so you can process everything but it's just kind of the world we live in you know it's getting to a point where you I had to pray just before I go down the street you know, and that's just, that's just getting groceries. Like I pray before I go everywhere now, you know, and I can't imagine, you know, going to a concert. Cause I tried to go to a concert. I went to the Kevin Gates one and that was okay. But after that, I was telling my sister, I was like, I'm not going to any more concerts. Cause I felt uncomfortable. Like people were in my space. I didn't have elbow room. I like my elbow room. I'm very conscious of my elbow room. Like I, I need that type of, um, six feet, three feet thing, you know. I remember I was at Dollar Tree and I, I had to tell this lady standing next to me. I told her, I was like, I, I, I'm going to need some space. I didn't mean to be rude, but I had to tell her the truth because she was so close to me. She was like less than, she had to be like 500 feet. Is that right? No. Yes, yeah, she was very close. She was very close. Like, I, I didn't have any kind of space. Like, she was literally dang near on my neck, like, breathing. It was horrible. I had to tell her that she had to scoot over. And then she was offended. I was like, "What? don't be offended, please. I just, I don't know you very well. You know, I need some space. I'm sure you've been watching the news. I, it's a pandemic. I'm, I'm going to need, I'm going to need at least six feet. It's nothing personal. It just, you know, I just need that right now. You know, I like, I need that. But anyways, I... <laughs> Let me <laughs> let me talk less about myself. So, um, the next poem I'm gonna read for you is called Freedom Rings. I posted it on my blog today, black20some.com. Check it out, check it out. I wanna hear the loud banging of a new day dawning. Let the tambourines shake, let the bass drop, let truth clash against lies like strong tides. Hitting the desolate shore, we need the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. We need freedom like a plant requiring soil. 
like a lamp with a plug but no power source. We bang against the drum of freedom, praying that the friction of our hands strike fire in the heart of the oppressed. If the illusion of democracy is over, what's next? Let the burgeoning dreams of tomorrow sing a new song. Thank you. And again, the name of that is Freedom Rings. You can check that out on my blog. I'm going to read another poem for you. Just because I'm in a poetry reading mood. It's been so long since we talked. I just want to read all day to you. Um, So the next poem I'm going to read, this is actually a poem I wrote for my dad. Daddy. Um, and the name of this poem is Ten Toes Down. I reach for my phone to dial you at home, only to realize you're gone. I tried to forget about you. My heart wanted to move on, but I get lost playing hopscotch on the number of our memories. I'm at a thousand, but I still ain't heard from you. Praying, crying, begging, Jesus to bring me back to the simple days when you pick me up after falling. My mind is stalling over past vestiges that remain and I don't see you around. Nevertheless, my love for you will always stand ten toes down. I will hold the torch of our dreams you never got to see. Even in my darkest, hardest, saddest hour, God's compassion envelops me. Grace and mercy breathes new life in me. What we have is deeper than bedrock. It is expansive like seafloor. Even when you think the journey is over, there's always more. And that's the power of God. Thank you so much. And again, the name of that poem is Ten Toes Down. That's, that's a poem dedicated to my daddy. So I hope I hope y'all like that. I really do. <laughs> you know. Um yeah, I'm just, you know, I'm trying to I'm trying to do a little something something. Um But in regards to I don't know. A lot of stuff's been going on lately. I've been wanting to talk about this concept of vaccinated versus unvaccinated. It's, it's starting to become a two-tiered system. Um, it's starting to become a situation of a, a classism. You're right. So there's one class of people that's vaccinated. There's another class that's unvaccinated. And the vaccinated are the good people. And the unvaccinated are the bad people. And the, and the people who've received an extra dose are the good, good vaccinated people. And the people that just received the two doses... <laughs> Or, or or didn't get a booster, they're the okay vaccinated people, right? So they're just levels now to what ex- what's acceptable. I recently heard that the governor of California will be requiring healthcare workers to receive booster vaccines. My question is, the two doses before weren't enough. I mean, Receiving the full dosage of either the Johnson one shot or the two shots of Moderna, the two shots of Pfizer, that wasn't enough. So now there's a booster required. And, you know, I have nothing against vaccinations, but my question is, are they expecting for people to get boosters like every three, four months? Like, is this this a booster every season thing? Because I don't know. I'm, I'm not into shooting myself in the arm. I don't want to shoot myself anywhere. I don't want to be shot. 
<laughs> I can't imagine like like yeah sign me up for a fifth dose a fifth booster like oh no like listen I'm, I'm listen being vaccinated should be enough right um shoot receiving natural antibodies from getting covid should be enough right don't we trust the immune system that we have isn't there a certain point where it's like okay if we keep on taking these boosters, if we keep on taking these vaccines, what if it mutates? What if the very thing that we are trying to stop just ends up mutating and mutating into different variations until next thing you know? You just have some type of monster just created from the fact that it had to keep on evolving to still get into the system. You know, I can't imagine being six booster shots in and going every four or five months to me is just a little much. Um, I once heard someone say, they said, I don't care how many shots I, I had to take. I'll take as many as I have to. I'll take as many boosters as I have to. And I looked at them and I thought, wow, they're really dedicated. You know, they're really dedicated. And I wonder if they're dedicated to the image of being safe or if they truly believe that the vaccine's working. You know, and, and that's the question. Are you doing this for you? Or are you doing this because of peer, peer pressure? You know, in her case, she was a healthcare worker. So I could understand how she wanted to do anything to save lives. You know, how she feels that the booster shot is saving lives. Though at some point I have to question if they're literally just being peer pressured into this situation. I, I just want everybody to be safe and happy, you know, and the, the vaccinations are starting to become stressful because whenever you mandate, you take away freedom. When you take away freedom, you take away choice. And when you take away choice, you take away opinions. And when you take away opinions, in some way, you take away democracy. So I just want everybody to think about that, you know? Think about the concept of what it means to be in a democratic society. You know, I, I think it's one of those things that we have to all be open to the possibility of maybe even if someone's not double dosed or not receiving booster shots, maybe that person's still a whole person, you know? I just don't want people to get lost in in, in the whole thing of being vaccinated where they're not creating relationships with each other anymore because they're scared of getting sick or, or they're scared of taking a chance or they're just scared of being around their family because they don't know their status because just because someone's vaccinated doesn't mean they may have enough vaccines for you. So I think that life is too short to just ostracize people based on what they haven't done or what they have done. Now, I will say something. We should all be safe. Wear your mask, sanitize your hands, wash your hands eat good food be healthy because really when your immune system is messed up it's probably because of things you're taking into your body and that's a lot more than just the things you shoot yourself up with right so i think that's something we should all consider yeah so i just wanted to give my two cents on that <laughs> i know it might not be appreciated but i just wanted to say that you know i i just think it was important i don't think i would be able to sleep at night unless I was telling the truth um and that truth that truth is a hard thing to tell but it has to be said nonetheless so what I want to do right now is I want to talk to you 
about where I'm at with my writing process. Um, as of late, I've been working on a on a book. I've been working to make sure that I'm able to. Ani, you shouldn't have come in here if you didn't want to be in here. You knew I was recording a podcast. Right now, I'm talking to my dog. Please sit down. You're making noise. Stop. Please, please sit down for a second. Sit down. You closed the door when you walked in here. Just deal with the situation. Sorry about that. So, you know, the truth will set you free. <laughs> so, um, recently, I, I've been working on writing a book. Of course, I love books. Um, I want to create a fiction book. I also want to make more poetry books. So my next book is going to be a haiku book because I want to do some short poetry, just kind of, you know, give people a little bit, but not too much, but a little bit of something to chew on. You know what I'm saying? Um, a little bit of something to just relax on. But with that being said, let me look for another poem to read to you guys because I want to read tonight because it's been a while. It makes me feel good to read. Makes me feel good. So this poem I'm going to read right now is called Good Things. Sometimes it's hard to see the goodness in the world, but it's there. The lenses may get a little foggy in the mist of rain. The beauty hidden by the murkiness of a cloudy day. Covered by the dim lampshade of turbulent news, but is there. Tucked under rocks, pushed forward by streams, and connected by webs of family love and best friends forever. You see a gentle hope and tenderness in their eyes whenever you meet. And it's all the bright side you'll ever need to witness in order to continue believing that the good things in this world are still present and still worth fighting for. Thank you. The name of that, again, is Good Things. <laughs> okay? I don't know why I sang that. I just felt like singing. Let me know what y'all think. I would love to sing a little little bit of something for y'all. I, I promise you I wasted like 12 years in choir. I could give you a little something, something. Okay? <laughs> I'm sorry. I got to stop. Um. Anyways. I don't know why I'm laughing. So I want to read a poem to you called The Unknown. It's another shorty, but a goodie. Sometimes we read in between the lines for answers we're not aware of, for solutions our souls struggle to find, for a version of reality that eludes our mind. But if we try a little longer, just grin and bear it till our patience diminishes like breaking glass. Let the sharp pieces fall where they may. We strive to be in its company, but we fear its arrival. For the truth, there is no match. Lies pose as a poor, unseemly rival. The truth begs to be seen. It aches to be touched. It is marked as obscene. That is the nature of the unknown. It changes everything you used to know. Thank you, thank you. And again, the name of that poem is The Unknown. Um, and let me let me read something else because you know, I just feel like this is just going with the tone. And it's crazy because I haven't done a podcast in a while, but I've still been writing. So I'm just reading you like some of this like so much of the stuff I haven't been reading since I've been out of the podcast game. I'll do the same thing on the next episode two, episode six. 
So the name of this, it's just a thought, really. It's my thoughts, and it's called Winning Against Evil. I published this on my blog on December 1st. When good men succumb to the persuasion of evil, the result is always perilous. Do not be swayed by his sweet-smelling nectar. Turn a blind eye to his devilish charm. Pay no mind to his alarming beauty. The shell shines with a luster that invites the eye, but the inside is rotten. A finger pricked by the pain of a familiar cotton. Even if you fall, do not give in. A heart worth losing can be regained again. The battle between good and evil are fought by those who lost a few times in order to win. Thank you. And again, the name of that is Winning Against Evil. That's some of my thoughts. Um, I'm going to read you another poem. Probably just going to read it out. <laughs> read it out so I run out of time. And the name of this poem is To Sow Shade. It looks bad. No visible progress made, kind of bad. No goals for greatness achieved. By all counts, the situation looks quite dismal. But such is the nature of a seed. You sow it in hope for growth. Along the way, a storm comes to water it. Then as it sprouts from fertile soil, like a child coming into the world, the sun comes to shine on it. Carbon dioxide floats in the foggy breeze in search of change. So it ho comes in hopes of never being the same. Someone will inhale the oxygen and be thankful for the breath taken. Years later, the plant no one believed would grow became a thriving tree. Because you intended, because you tended to it anyhow. On hot days, people find safety under a shade. And the name of that is to sow shade. That reading was a little rough. Let's do another, shall we? Shall we? Yes, we shall. <laughs> Sorry, I gotta stop laughing. So, the name of this poem is Let's Argue Boomerang. You come back like a boomerang, slicing through clear, confident air, determined to prove me wrong. The give and take of our debates leaves me hungry for more. We don't see eye to eye often, but that's what conversation's meant for, to figure things out that don't quite fit, and no matter the outcome, dealing with it. Thank you. And the name of that again is Let's Argue Boomerang. Oh, and, and then this um this one had a few likes on Tumblr because I have a Tumblr too. You can follow me on Tumblr. I'm called poet named Isha. <laughs> like a tribe called Quest. <laughs> but my version of a tri tribe called Quest. Now this is a very shorty but a goodie. Um really it's only three sentences long, but I love it so. It's called A Little Sparkle. We are swept away by the beauty of the little things, like the sparkle of desire reflecting off a lover's eye, two people caught in a moment, mesmerized. A little sparkle. Thank you. People really like that one. I don't know why, but they did, so. 
Let's see. Let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. I, I do want to read y'all one more poem before I leave. I have like a minute and a half, so let's run it. Maybe a little less than that. Seems like we ran out of time, but I'm here anyway. So, let's see, this one's short. This one's too short. Let's find the one that's a little longer. So I could feel like I gave myself a little time to wind down this minute. <clears throat> hmm. Okay, no, not this one either. Okay. So the name of this poem is Waiting. And I published this all the way in November. November 9th. It's on my blog. Check it out. Black20some.com. And the name of this is Waiting. Restless hearts want to know, how far does your love go? Does it swing to the bedrock of a damp soul? Or does it soar like an eagle in mid-flight? Does it vanish during the day, then exhume at night? Is it the peak of hope or the plains in between? Could it be the moment when thoughts become feelings? Or is it the brilliance found in every second of anticipation? It's the dire need built up by waiting. And again, the name of that poem is Waiting. Thank you. And this is the end of the fifth episode of Hope Speaks. I hope you enjoyed yourself. Until next time, I love you. Thank you for tuning in. God is everything and everything is everything. <laughs> Bye.